stings, doesn't it? I protected you in high school, now I'm gonna kick your little ass. <sighs> Greetings and salutations, everyone. This is the Me and Mini-Me podcast. I am me, also known as Dad, and with me as always is... We are a dad and daughter podcast talking about, well, what do we usually talk about on here? Movies. Done movies so far. We might do other things, but movies seems to be a theme. Apologies for a later episode. We actually recorded one, but it got lost. Uh, We didn't save it. Which is so sad. (laughs) It was a little bit sad, but we did learn that we we like talking about specific things now our other one was a uh, it was more of a general topic so i think we're going to be talking about i had no idea what to say yeah and that's okay so we're going to be continuing the movie theme but before we get to that uh just want to make a couple announcements one fiona we had 18 people download our podcast thought that was pretty neat. I was expecting maybe like Nana and Mama. Did you think anyone else would listen to it? Grandpa. That's true. Grandpa would listen to it too. But uh, other people did. So thank you everyone who listened. One new thing is we now have an email address. Why do you think anyone would email us, Fiona? Because they might suggest something. Yeah, people can suggest if there's shows that we should watch. What else might they email us about? If they like it or not. They can comment if they like it or not, or if they have questions, or just have comments about anything in general, or maybe they know a lot about the Willy Wonka movie and want to talk about it, or maybe they have some ideas about the book they want to talk about. So we're welcome to anything. Uh, Maybe we'll do a reader or a listener email at some point. We'll see. But the name of that email is minimepod at gmail.com. That is M-I-N-I-M-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Yay! <laughs> All right, let's just get straight into our topic. Our subject today was picked by Fiona. Fiona, what are we talking about today? Spider-Man Free. Yes, Spider-Man 3. Now, this isn't the Spider-Man 3 as in No Way Home. This isn't the new movie. This is the 2007 Spider-Man 3 directed by Sam Raimi and starring Tobey Maguire. Fiona, do you know what a director is? No. A director is usually associated with movies and TV, but a lot of times plays, musicals video games, like a lot of media. And they're kind of the person that makes the work of art have its sense of identity. What do you think that means? No idea. <laughs> That's okay. It, it's typically, it gives the movie its, its feeling. They tell the actors or suggest to the actors how to give their performances. They might have suggestions on music, camera angles, a whole bunch of things. So the director of this movie, Fiona, do you know he actually did a lot of horror movies before this? No. And it's not as present in this movie, but when he did Spider-Man 2, there were some scary horror parts in it but the director he loves spider-man so he's been making all these movies and this was the last one we got from him there was you know there's supposed to be a spider-man 4 what 
Yeah, there was going to be a Spider-Man, there was going to be a four Spider-Man movie, but I think when they were writing the movie script or writing like all the lines that people say. Or were getting it ready. Yeah, something happened and no one could agree on how the movie should be written. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it happens a lot with movies, though. Yeah, and eventually what happened was they just decided not to make it. They decided to reboot the movie, and that's why we have, like, three different Spider-Men guys. This is kind of weird. It's very weird, but it's just what happens. This movie, this movie's bananas. Yeah, it is. Definitely bananas. Yeah, and we'll go through why in a bit, but this movie's just all over the place. There's so many things going on all the time. It's like... This happened. Then this happened. Then this happened. Then then it just keeps going. A lot to fit in. The movie's only a little two hours long. Should note that this movie is PG-13. Fiona did watch it and no, she's not 13. But I did have her close her eyes at certain parts or if she needed to, she would leave the room. But this movie is actually pretty tame in terms of violence. There's not much blood. There's not a whole lot of swearing. Some little intense parts, but you seem to be okay with it. But seriously, it's it's also fun. Honey. Yeah, yeah. Very funny. Adam. Very comic book, right? Yeah, and very funny at one of the parts. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that for sure. But I just wanted to mention that in case there's anybody listening, uh, perhaps with young children, so the content here might be a little bit different than Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. But we will promise to keep it as tame as possible. So with that, let us talk about Spider-Man Three. Yeah. The movie starts. Spider-Man is swinging around New York City. Are people happy to see him? Yeah. Yes, he has fans. Kids are calling his name. Spider-Man's doing a voiceover, meaning he's talking while a bunch of action's happening. Kind of like a narration. Do you know what a narration is, Fiona? No idea. So you know when you read a book and sometimes the character will talk about I and me, they'll say, I went to the store and I bought some apples. No. <laughs> well, some, the books do that sometimes and that's called a narrating. The per, it's the person who's telling the story. It doesn't happen in movies much. Do you know why? Why? Because in movies, you can see what's going on. Whereas books, you have to read and, and visualize, right? Inside your head. Yes. Yeah. So he's narrating, but he only does it for a little bit. And then he does it at the end. So it's kind of like he bookends it with narration, which I thought was an odd choice, but is what it is. He is swinging. I Does he fight some crime? No. No. Where does he go? We don't know. Well, eventually he goes to Mary Jane's play, right? Yeah. And we see her and she's singing. What did you think of Mary Jane's singing voice? beautiful yeah and she's got a nice beautiful gown on and how is peter parker also known as spider-man how is he looking so great he's really happy for her isn't he he's really excited they say that falling in love is wonderful it's wonderful So they say, it's my girlfriend. What does that tell you? How does he feel about Mary Jane? Good for her. (laughs) Yeah, he's very happy for her. I think it also shows that he adores and is in love with her. It happened in other movies. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Who else is in the theater in the balcony creeping down on them? Harry 
Osborne. Osborne. Yeah. Hey, we're glad you remembered most of his name. He's also there. He's creeping on Mary Jane, and he's like doing a creepy smile at Peter Parker, too. It almost looks like he's going to do something. Well, what is he going to do? Mischievous. It, it is mischievous, and we find out what happens later. Peter Parker does run into Harry afterwards and says, What can I do to mend our friendship? Because Harry thinks Peter Parker murdered his dad. Who was his dad? Green Goblin. Mm-hmm. It was the Green Goblin. It was in the first Spider-Man movie. He thinks Peter Parker killed his dad, but he didn't. So he tells Peter Parker, the only thing you can do is raise him from the dead. And I thought that was a weird line. Do you know why? Why? Who wants a zombie dad? No one. Are you sure? Wouldn't you, would you still love me if I was a zombie? She's hesitating. <laughs> that's that's a silly question. I know. I just wanted to see what you'd say. Because it's going to eat my brains. Which is terrifying. <laughs> but later on, we see Harry back at his mansion, and he comes out of, like, a smoky chamber. And for some reason, he's not wearing a shirt, which which I thought was a strange choice. But he's all muscly. Do you, what do you, What did he do? He took the serum that his dad take to turn into Green Goblin. Yeah, he he basically took like a, didn't really say what he did. He like went in a chamber, I don't know, maybe breathe some smoke. And all of a sudden he's like, yeah, I got muscles and I'm evil. What's up? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but later on we cut to Peter and Mary Jane. They're laying down in a web because of course Mary Jane knows that Peter's Spider-Man, right? Of and what are, what are they doing there? They're watching the stars. Uh-huh, exactly. While they're watching the stars, what falls from the sky? A meteor. Mm-hmm. But what's special about this meteor? It has a goo alien. Yeah, what color is the goo? Black. Mm-hmm. And it, like, you described it as moving like a what? Web. Uh-huh, because it's kind of like a web quality to it. It just, like... It it has like like strings like a web, mm-hmm. and I I saw the meteor that came out of it, and I was kind of like, that kind of looks like it. That alien has a space set, and it could be. And yeah, and we we know what this black goo is. We find out in the movie. You know what I thought was a little bit odd? What? Where did this meteor come from? Like, where did this goo live before this? Why was it in a meteor? Did they ever explain any of that? No. They're just like, here's some black goo. Have fun, kids. <laughs> but the goo, it attaches to Peter's bike as they drive away and sinister music plays. What happens when sinister music plays? Something bad happens. Usually it gives you a sense of, I call it a sense of dread. Do you know what dread means? No. It's like uncomfortable, something bad's about to happen. For me, it kind of feels like it's kind of weird. But cool. <laughs> it does give it a kind of a interesting sense. That's a good it's way to describe it. It's kind of like, that. this is weird, mm-hmm. but it's cool. Yeah. Movie next cuts to a man in a prison jumpsuit running from the police. This guy, he run, he's running away and he goes into someone's window and we find out it's actually his, his daughter's window, right? Uh-huh. He changes into some clothes and we find out he actually was in prison but escaped. And I think it's either his ex-wife or girlfriend. She's. What does she tell him? You can't be allowed here, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. You can't be with her. Yeah, and he said everything he did, including his crimes, he did it for who? His daughter. Mm-hmm, because do you remember what's happening with his daughter? She has something wrong with her breathing. I don't know if the movie specifically says what's wrong with her, but we know she's ill and they need money to make her feel better. And when people are desperate, they do desperate things, right? So that's why he did it, but he got sent to prison and he, he lost his kid. So he's back out of prison. And what does he want to do? He wants to get money he, to make her feel better. So he's going to go right back into stealing, which I kind of understand. What do you think about his character? He's stealing, but he's doing it to make his daughter feel better. I think it's kind of like, I really need to do this. I just... I really need to make someone feel better, but I don't have enough money. The only way to get money is to steal it. Do you think he is a good guy or a bad guy? Kind of frenemy. A frenemy? That's not a bad way to describe that. That's pretty intelligent. What do you mean by frenemy? Like, he's kind of a nice guy, but kind of mean. It's like he's doing bad things, but for the right reasons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, in a lot of shows or books, this is called a gray area. Why do you think it's called that? I have no idea. Because a lot of times in shows, things are, it's called, are in black or white. And that means things are either good or bad, right or wrong. But what happens when you mix the colors black and white together? Gray. Uh-huh. So when you have a character who's doing good things for bad reasons or bad things for good reasons, that's what's called a gray area. After we meet uh, Flint, who eventually turns into the villain known as Sandman, we find out that Peter, who does he want to marry? Mary James! Um, yeah, we find out Peter wants to get married to Mary Jane. And as Peter is leaving, because he talked to his Aunt May about this, he gets attacked by who? Harry Osborne! Yeah, we're not supposed to know it's Harry Osborne. When I saw him, I was like, look, everyone, it's Goggle Boy. Because he's got these giant goggles on. And I don't know, he looked like a bug to me. What do you think? Goggle bug. Goggle bug. <laughs> a bug wearing goggles. Yeah. Okay. He's flying on a contraption similar to Green Goblin, but what did you describe it as? I can't remember what you said to me. can't remember. I think you said a skateboard. And I was like, that's that's not looks pretty good but it looked like a snowboard too yeah like a floating skateboard so he attacks peter they start fighting peter almost loses the engagement ring that he got for for mary jane eventually like i mean it's an over-the-top fight like this i think they call him new goblin in the movie harry he starts like ripping out walls and he's like mad at peter parker and then he takes off his mask and peter is somehow shocked that it's him and eventually harry gets like, like hurt really bad doesn't he part that he gets stark hawked by because it's harry i'm like i'm pro- i didn't really notice that he was shocked but now that you told me that I'm kind of like, didn't he know this was coming? <laughs> yeah, why didn't he see this? Hmm, he has, he's very rich. He has a evil dad who has full of weapons in his place. I wonder what's going to happen next. <laughs> Peter shouldn't have been shocked by any of this, but I suppose for movie reasons he was. We go back to Flint and the, he's on the run. The police are looking for him. He runs into a fence that says do not enter 
which means he does what? Enters. <laughs> he enters it. He falls into a sand pit where they're doing some type of experiment. And do you know what type of experiment they're doing? What? I don't know either because guess what? What? The movie doesn't explain it. <laughs> it's easy to do. Yeah, all, all we know is he goes in there and there's people doing some kind of experiment, but they can't see outside for some reason. And someone says, oh, wait, don't do anything. And another guy says, ah, it's probably just a bird. I don't know how they mistook a bird for a grown man. Is and there a bird? And he's like, it will probably fly away. <laughs> yeah. That's it's charged. Right. Donnie, we got a little fluctuation on one. There's a change in the silicon mass. Yeah, it's probably a bird. It'll fly away when we fire it up. Initiating demolecularization. Do you know of a bird that is as big as a grown man? I think blue heron. Blue herons are pretty big. I think there's another uh, the shoebill. That's a really large bird too. But do blue herons or shoebills live in New York City? No. No. So these so-called scientists can't even get their bird facts right. The experiment starts to happen, and before we find out what happens, we go back to a hospital scene where we find out Harry has what? Non-memory. Yeah. Can't remember anything. Do you remember what that condition is called? No idea. Amnesia. Amnesia. Yeah, which is used in a lot of different story plot points. It's kind of a what's known as a cliche. Do you know what a cliche is? What? It's a story device that's used over and over and over and over again. Found out Harry has no memory, and he's happy to see not only Mary Jane but Peter as well, because he doesn't remember what. He doesn't remember if Peter killed his dad. Well, he doesn't remember that. He doesn't remember that his dad was Green Goblin. He doesn't remember that Peter's Spider-Man. He, like, forgets everything. Except for the Peter and Mary Jane and yeah. his daughter. Yeah, they, I think the doctor said it was, like, a short-term memory. So anything that happened in, like, the last few years. Which, I was happy to see that he was better again. But I was wondering where the story was going from here. It kind of, it was a little odd choice, I think. <laughs> We go back to the experiment scene. It's now daylight. Police are gone. And we just see a pile of sand. And Fiona, I want you to describe what happens. Then suddenly sand starts moving into a human shape. And then it gets up and it's Sandman. The sand turns into Flint. So Flint's become, uh, in the comics, it's known as Sandman, which... I mean, it was written a long time ago. The names aren't very original. But I, what I thought was strange is at first he was just like walking sand. But eventually the sand forms clothes on him and he goes back to himself. I, is this kind of some kind of magic sand now? Fell into the sand and magic just happened. So he's the Starman Sandman? Yes. <laughs> Star Sandman. Okay. Well, you know what? Your explanation makes about as much as they provided in the movie. So good job, kid. But Sandman starts to walk off. Um, we're back at Peter and Mary or Peter and MJ are in Peter's apartment. She finds out that, well, Fiona, you explain what are critics saying about her performance? Her voice wouldn't leer to the front row. Yeah, she was being uh, harshly criticized and... Yeah, I think they said her voice couldn't carry, meaning she wasn't singing loudly enough. Which to me, you know, I would agree with you, Fiona. I think she had a fine voice, but I think that she just doesn't have as much experience. And do you think that's her fault? No. No, I think the people, the directors of the play should have been training her better, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. 
but she's upset about it. And Peter, I gotta say, he's not a very good partner with her because what does he do? I'm like, oh, you'll be fine. Yeah, he kind of like brushes it off like, ah, oh, cheer up. You you can do better. Just smile and think positive. And, you know, that's not always... And then he said he'd get right back on the pony. And she says... Don't give me the pony thing. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, when you're having a really rough time, uh, you don't want to hear, oh, everything's going to be fine. You'll pull yourself back up. You'll be okay. Sometimes you just want to hear, I'm sorry, and maybe get a hug. How do you like to feel comforted when you're feeling down? See people smile. I've been, I noticed that once. I saw people giggling and laughing. I kind of got a little grin. Laughing makes you feel better. And kind of seeing people be happy. Peter didn't treat the situation right. And then, of course, crime happens, so he has to leave, right? Of course. When Mary Jean is leaving the apartment, what do we see on Peter's desk? The gooey uh, web slime alien. It's sneaking away, and when Mary Jean looks back, it stops. What does that tell you? It doesn't want to be seen. Yeah, it doesn't want to be seen, and it's not just goo, like it has like a mind, right? Yeah. It can understand like when people are looking. I don't understand how, because I don't see any eyes and ears on it, but again, comic book movie. And worms don't have eyes. They don't have mouths. They don't have ears. That's true. But they're also not sneaky alien goo creatures, are they? <laughs> So Peter gets called away, and he has to save a bunch of uh, models from a falling building, which he does. Then he runs into Eddie Brock. Tell me what you think about Eddie Brock. Well, kind of like same thing as Sandman. Kind of like a friend to me. I disagree with you on that. I think he's just a bad guy. Yeah, he is kind of bad. Well, what what makes you think he has some good qualities? He kind of like gets a job. That's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, he wants to get a job. Oh, that's right. He does say he wants to get a job for his girlfriend. Yeah, he tells that to J. Jonah Jameson, who is might be one of my favorite for characters. For his girlfriend? I didn't even hear that. Yeah, but do you know what we find out? The girl that Peter saves, one of the models, she when winds up being um the guy that Eddie Brock says is his girlfriend. But do you know what? What? They only went out for coffee. It was barely even a date, and he's calling her his girlfriend. She does not think that he's her boyfriend. Yeah, I think he should just say, do you think we should be girlfriend and boyfriend? And if she said yes, then that's okay. If she says no, then no. That's uh, that's what's known as consent. Very important, right? Yes. Got to be on the same page as someone. You can't just assume things. So that's why I think Eddie Brock, kind of a evil creep guy. Yeah. And he has frosted tips. Nobody should have frosted tips in 2007. What is frosted tips? His hair on the top, because his hair was kind of spiky. His hair was blonde on top and dark on the bottom. That was popular in the 90s. And we're in the 70s? (laughs) 2007 was when the movie came out. We're in the 2000s? Hey, Spidey, hold on. Hugo needs a photo. Thank God you're okay. Daddy! Hey, I'm the new guy. New guy. Now on, I am going to be taking shots of you for the bugle. So, uh, 
Smile. Are you smiling? Just kidding. That brings us to the scene where they're at the newspaper where Peter works at. Maybe he just has traveled in time and discovered that and then did it. <laughs> or he saw pictures online and went, yeah, that's cool. I'm going to do that with my hair. We cut to the newspaper, Daily Bugle, that Peter works at. And Eddie Brock is there trying to sell photos of Spider-Man. He is what's known as being a butt kisser, Fiona. What does that mean? It's someone who always agrees with what their boss says and says nice things so they can get what they want. What? It literally means that they would kiss their boss's butt if it got them what they wanted. <laughs> Your expression's good. So, you know, Peter comes in and he has pictures, but they decide to go with Eddie's and then say the next time Spider-Man's photographed, the best photograph wins the job. And Eddie and Peter kind of get into a little um argument. Like fight. Almost. Yeah, they almost start fighting. Well, we do have an opening. Johnson quit, remember? You fired him. Whatever. And then we get to the next part, and this was a nice little scene because it showed not only Peter looking at a sign that says Spider-Man to get the key of the city, but we have a cameo from who? Stan Lee! Yeah, Stan Lee. He shows up. He does a lot of cameos in the Marvel movies. You've seen a lot of them. And he showed up in this one and just has a very nice line to say. It's, it's quick, but it's pretty sweet. Next scene, we find out Mary Jane gets replaced in her play, doesn't she? Yeah. And... Mean. It is mean. And how, how does she react to it? Why did you do that? Yeah, she's really bummed out. And immediately after, she has to go to the celebration where Spider-Man is getting a key to the city. So she's down in the dumps, but Peter, her... Uh, well, not fiance yet because he hasn't proposed. He's having boyfriend. Yeah, boyfriend. He's having like the best time. He's getting a key to the city. Everyone's shouting his name. And what does he do that is so not smart to do during the celebration? And with his girlfriend watching, kissing the girl that's giving the key to the city. Not just kissing her, Spider Man kissing her, which is what kind of kiss? Taking the mask partway off and then kissing. Yep, and Spider-Man is upside down, which is what he and Mary Jane did in the first movie. That was a really special kiss, and now he's doing it with another girl, and Mary Jane is... Jealous! I don't know if she's jealous, but she is unhappy. (laughs) She probably was like, dude, you're doing it in front of your girlfriend. Not smart. Exactly. And the kid goes, no, Spider-Man, don't do it. <laughs> and then once he did it, he said, oh, what? Go ahead, lay one on me. Really? Yeah, they'll love it. Yes, no, Spider-Man, no. All right. I hope Pete's getting a shot of this. (laughs) 
Then a bunch of sand appears, and we find out Sandman's trying to rob a bank. Peter tries to stop him, but he... Honestly, I don't remember what happens. He does Uh, stop him, right? He stops him from robbing the truck, and then Sandman gets... um, Escapes. Yeah, he escapes. Because he's sand. Sand is really hard to capture. Yep. Peter tries to propose to Mary Jane, but he can't because he's such a bonehead. He doesn't think to tell her, oh, remember that girl that I kissed in the key to the city part? Yeah, she's also my lab partner when I'm go- where I'm going to school. And Mary Jane gets upset. Do you think she's, she's right to be upset? Yeah. I think so too. I think it was fair. So she storms off and he's a little bit sad. We cut to a police scene where a police officer is telling him and his Aunt May that his Uncle Ben, who passed away in the first movie... Actually got murdered. Well, we knew he got murdered in the first movie, but we thought it was the one guy that Peter catches. But then we find out, no, 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 it wasn't him. It was... Sand Starman. (laughs) Sand. Sam Starman. I don't know who wrote this movie, but they decided to like, oh, hey, we're going to change who killed Uncle Ben because reasons. And they say it's this guy and Peter gets upset because it's the guy he tried to stop but escaped. He gets more upset because we go back to his apartment and he and Mary Jane are fighting. She storms out. He goes to bed, has terrible, terrible dreams. And then he wakes up as what? The goose. Spider-Man. He wakes up as, they call it, Black Suit Spider-Man, where his suit is entirely black, um, and he is stronger, and he's faster, and he doesn't know what it is. So he... Every, All of his superpowers are kind of, like, leveled up to infinity level. <laughs> well, he's a lot stronger than normal. And he goes to a scientist, and the scientist says this is what's known as a symbiote. Do you remember what a symbiote is? No idea. (laughs) It's something that feeds off its host. So whatever this is, it's feeding off of Peter. Is that something that you would keep on you? No. But what if it made you really, really strong? No. Really strong and really cool. No. (laughs) You're smarter than Peter. I'd do whatever I could do to keep me safe and other people safe. I would just lock it in, in a case, bring it to an astronaut and say, Bring this to a planet and just let it go free. Seems to like you. Don't let any of that get on you. Why not? It has the characteristics of a symbiote, which needs to bond to a host to survive. And sometimes these things in nature, when they bind, they can be hard to unbind. Peter, now with his black suit and knowing Sandman was the one who killed his uncle, he turns into what I like to call Jerkman. Jerkman! 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 Very nice. Yeah, so he goes out into sewers because for some reason that's where Sandman is. He breaks Eddie Brock's camera on his way down because he doesn't care. Brock tries to take a mixer and then just has a web and then just... Yep, he snaps with his web and smashes his camera. He goes down in the sewer, fights Sandman for a while, and then he flushes him with water. I'm, I'm curious, Fiona, when he flushes him with water, do you think that he was trying to kill Sandman? I'm like, wow, daddy's a jerk! <laughs> well, not just a jerk, it's making him, like, angry and full of rage. And kind of like, huh. 
He leaves and he goes back to his apartment, looks in the mirror, and what does he do? Put his hair in his face. Yeah, he puts his hair in his face. So that's how we know he's evil Spider-Man. Hair in the face. Fiona's putting her hair in her face right now. So I know that she's now evil Fiona. <laughs> I'm Jerkman Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we then go to Harry's apartment where he and MJ are hanging out and cooking they get flirty and then they kiss they start dancing yeah they they do the twist do the twist do the twist and then they kiss and they kind of get embarrassed about it that triggers something harry starts hearing his dad's voice and what happens? Harry remembers everything that he forgot. Harry then decides that he needs to make Peter unhappy, and he makes Mary Jane break up with him. What is the saddest thing in the whole movie? I honestly wasn't that sad because Peter was kind of being a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I thought, well, you know, Mary Jane probably should have done this anyway. What? Fiona's still evil, Fiona, by the way. <laughs> But here's a question I have for you. If they made Harry lose his memory only to make him regain it like a half hour later, what was the point? None. <laughs> I think so. It was a strange story choice, I thought. I think the point was he wasn't going to get intact again. And Maybe. Actually... You, you know, you might be onto something. We'll never know. Then we go to a restaurant scene. Peter's talking to Harry, and Harry's trying to play it cool, but then he just tells Peter, It was me all along. I made Mary Jane break up with you. Peter goes into full-on emo mode. What does that mean? It means his hair goes in his face. He gets kind of sweaty. And then he goes to Harry's apartment and they just fight and beat each other up and and he gets like sassy. Actually, Harry throws a bomb at him and Spider-Man just throws it back at Harry and then... Yeah, and he just walks away like, whatever, I might have killed my friend, but that's fine. I don't care anymore because I'm emo Spider-Man. Jerk smile. It's A.M. You gonna kill me like you killed my father? I'm trying to convince you. You took him from me. He loved me. No. He despised you. You were an embarrassment to him. Oh. Look at little Goblin Jr. Gonna cry? We go through a whole montage. Do you know what a montage is? No. It's when you put a bunch of scenes in a movie together to demonstrate a passing of time or a change in someone. And is Peter changing? Yeah. He's dancing very weirdly. He's finger gunning at people, pointing his fingers. And all the women he comes across, how are they looking at him? Like, what are you doing? Which makes me go, why is he doing this? It's not attracting any kind of good attention. (laughs) I'm going to do it. Honey, people can't see you do it. I just really want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, do it. <laughs> this is where I wish podcasts were a visual medium. <laughs> and, and, and then he goes to the store, buys some bl- a black suit. He's going full on black. Yeah, everything has to be black. His sass factor increases. He thinks he's just 
the greatest gift to mankind. Kind of embarrassing. We find out that Eddie Brock wins the job because of a photo he took that shows Spider-Man stealing. Now, Spider-Man may be wearing black and Peter Parker may be going through some sort of weird life crisis, but does Spider-Man steal? No! No, we find out that it's actually, it was like a doctored photo, which means uh, a fake photo. Peter proves it. Eddie gets real angry and blames Peter, even though Eddie was the one that made the fake photo. Do you think that's right? Yeah. In a later scene, we see Sandman forming back together, but he's all muddy, so he will now be known as Mudman. So we know he is safe and fine. Thank God. Yeah, that that, that was good. And the next scene, it might possibly be the greatest scene of any Spider-Man movie ever made. Fiona, take it away. He goes to a jazz club with, what is her name again? Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane Hainford's doing the jazz. Yeah, she starts singing. And he does the piano. Then he says, this is for you, babe. (laughs) And what does he start doing? Jazz yeah, he starts like jazz Broadway theater style dancing and like sliding on chairs, dancing on tabletops, taking people's drinks. And like the people are into it for some reason. Like I'd be like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, I'd be like, get your feet off my popcorn, you fool. I don't want to see you dance. I'd be like, what are you doing, man? Don't take my drink. I think I told you, your mama and I saw this in the theaters when it came out, and when this scene started happening, and yeah, we looked at each other and went, is this real? Is this actually happening in this movie? Because it's so bizarre. I even got a little embarrassed. (laughs) Yeah, you should be. It was very embarrassing on Peter's part. I was like, man, that is good jazz dance, funny, so kind of like, what does this guy think he's doing? (laughs) This is for you. Double time. Thanks. At the very end, Gwen realizes he was only doing all that to show off for Mary Jane. He wasn't dancing to give her a good time. So she apologizes to her and leaves. Then he and MJ keep fighting and he's getting real violent night right now. And he, he hits her. It's a very disturbing scene in the movie. I don't like watching it. Yeah, she gets hit. He didn't. He doesn't hit her on purpose because he thinks it was someone else grabbing him. Turns around and she gets hit and falls to the floor. And I think that was kind of a turning point for him where he realizes that he's not himself. Because then he realizes he has to get the suit off. And he goes to a church for some reason. It's not explained in the movie why. Uh, in the comics, Fiona, when this story uh, first came, the, the church was a very cool scene to draw and read. So he goes there and he realizes he needs to get this suit off. So I want you to describe what happens next. Eddie Brock is saying to God, kill Peter Parker. Is that what you ask people to do, even if it's a higher power? No! Yeah, no matter what your beliefs, don't ask to kill anyone. That's just not right. It's Brock, sir. 
Edward Brock Jr. I come before you today humbled and humiliated to ask you for one thing. I want you to kill Peter Parker. Then he starts trying to rip off the goo. Mm, and, and it's not really... And he turns out to be naked. Well, he starts taking off the goo, and he's kind of having a hard time until what happens? Ding! Mm-hmm, the church bell. Ding! That's when he's able to rip it off, but as he's getting the goo off and it's leaving, where does it go? On to Eddie Brock. Uh-huh, and before the scene cuts away, what happens to Eddie? He turns into... Well, what happens to Eddie's teeth? It turns really sharp for some reason. Yeah, why Why doesn't Peter have sharp teeth? Maybe since it went into his mouth? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> then we see Sandman walking through an alley, and who shows up? Venom. Venom. Yeah, Eddie Brock has now turned into the villain Venom, and he has these sharp teeth for some reason, and it doesn't make sense. And it just, the actor who plays him, Topher Grace, was just not a good choice for this, because in the comic books and a lot of other movies they've had, Venom's been very big, imposing. This Venom is like a weird twig boy. Oh my god! <laughs> he's just this skinny little runt, and he's got this like, hey, we're gonna... We're gonna get Spider-Man. And he's got the sharp teeth, so it gives him a weird lisp, and it's hard to take serious. But anyway, they decide to team up to get Spider-Man because they blame him for all their problems. I want him dead too, Flint. That's why I've been looking for you. Oh yeah, I know all about you. Like the fact that Spider-Man won't let you help your poor daughter? It's just, it doesn't seem right to me. Look, I want to kill the spider. You want to kill the spider. Together, he doesn't stand a chance. Interested? Mary Jane, of course, gets kidnapped because they couldn't think of any other role to give her in this movie. And Peter Parker goes to who for help? Harry. Yeah, he goes to Harry for help. And we what happened to Harry after that bomb went off? His eye kind of got weird yeah his one side of his face gets a little bit deformed he might i don't know if he lost vision in his eye but it's like a different color he's got scars now he's actually healed quite marvelously for it happening like the day before he kind of looks like a half dragon like half mm. of his face is kind of like a it's a little scaly yeah that's a good way to describe it you know harry of course refuses so we see regular old blue and red spider-man show up just like yeah, and he, he tries to fend off both these villains, but he's having a hard time. Venom talks at him with his weird sharp teeth lisp thing that sounds so strange. Sandman shows up. He looks like just a giant poop. Yeah. Doesn't he? Uh, yeah. He looks like... Like, how, how would you describe Sandman? I describe him like poop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. As... That's sucking up stuff. Yeah, he just Maybe looks like... you would get sucked in. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's like, like they, a black hole poop. <laughs> well, they I don't know why, but they thought, yeah, let's make Cyan Man really big, and maybe they thought it would be a cool battle, but he just looks like a giant turd. 
so Spider-Man, he can't fight both of them off as he's about to get, like, crushed. We see bombs fly into Sandman's chest, and who shows up? Harry Osborn! Yeah, he shows up back in his uh, new goblin gear, and he suddenly is, like calling spider-man pal and and buddy again and it's very weird turnaround but you know it's a movie we're just gonna go with it um, sandman gets defeated by some bombs for some reason they didn't really explain what that's happened like he turns to glass so yeah he does heat him up a bit and he breaks that's true that's true glass. yeah but- then we go back to peter fighting venom on his own and peter's having a hard time he's about to get stabbed but what happens who jumps in front of peter to save him harry yeah he jumps in front of peter to save him and he ends up getting stabbed in the chest peter gets upset and and this part of the movie i really liked this venom's coming after peter now that he's taking care of harry peter picks up a couple hollow pipes and what happens he followed the the vibrating sounds the alien doesn't like Mm -hmm. so what does he do with the pipes he makes vibrating sounds. He, yeah, he makes a circle around Venom. Mm-hmm. He bangs the pipes together and then he starts kind of making like a cage around him, right? Yeah, like a vibrating cage. Yep. And and what is he doing with all these pipes that are sticking out of the ground? Dinging in them. Yep, he bangs them with other pipes, and it's making the Venom, the symbiote, go crazy and it's separating from him. He actually pulls Eddie out of the venom stuff and throws a bomb to blow up the alien but eddie not being the sharpest tool in the shed what does he do he's like i'll save you yep and he (laughs) he gets blown up with everything else kind of like eddie why did you do that what were you thinking man were you thinking that you just turned into sandman maybe he just really wanted his sharp lispy teeth back Afterwards, Peter and MJ try to comfort Harry. Harry does die, and everyone ugly cries. <laughs> we go back to a funeral where everyone's there. For Harry Osborne. And after the funeral, we go back to the jazz club. Mary Jane's singing. She stops when she sees Peter Parker there, gets off the stage, and then they kind of like hug sadly, and we fade out to credits. Kind of a, this being the last movie in this Spider-Man series, it was a real downer of an ending. Yeah, like... Yeah, which makes me understand why they were going to make a fourth movie. But they never got that chance, so it it ends with Peter and MJ being broken up, but sad because one of their friends had died. In the script, they were going to be about boyfriend. Be back together? Yay. Yeah, it could be. So wrapping up the movie, what are your final thoughts, Fiona? My final thoughts is so silly and funny. It, I, I don't think it's a great movie. I personally... <laughs> I mean, there's silly parts, and there's some there's some good parts in it too. Like I mentioned, the the how they defeat Venom. I thought that was a very cool scene to put together. But for the most part, there was just too much going on for me. And the jazz dancing, I I couldn't deal. I could, I could just like jazz dance all day if I could. <laughs> you would watch Jazz Dance, a Spider-Man tale. <laughs> jazz dance. 
So that about wraps it up for us this time around. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This was certainly fun to record, and I hope you liked listening to it. Fiona, is there anything you want to say to anyone? If you are a part of our our family, thank you for watching, and we'll see you Sunday. And for others, thank you so much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Love you. I guess one person can make a difference. Enough said. <laughs>